Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yelling what it goes. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my asses. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. On Fresh of the Word, we like to deliver wisdom through great stories from the minds of bright creatives of pop culture. Through those stories, we like to dissect the journey of our guests and present actionable lessons and advice for our listeners, no matter what career or avenue of artistry they pursue. And this is episode 116. And on this episode, we have a friend to the show making his return, Detroit hip-hop artist, wrestling MMA boxing connoisseur and proud marine V Styles. And before we get into this interview with V Styles, I want to give a shout out to Knox Money, Bang Belushi and Foulmouth for the theme music for Fresh of the Word. And I also want to remind you how you can support the podcast. Go to freshofthepodcast.com and share any of the links of any of the episodes that you see on the website on any of your social media platforms. And also you can subscribe to Fresh of the Word pretty much anywhere where podcasts are streamed and that includes apple podcast anchor stitcher radio mixcloud google play TuneIn, spotify breaker Castbox, overcast pocket cast podbean and radio public you can always email me at djkfresh at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns or overall comments or you want to just send me something you can follow me on twitter and instagram at kfresh is the word and at Facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh. And you can also follow Fresh is the Word on Twitter at Fresh is the Word, which with, 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 I-Z as the is. 
Fresh is the word. <laughs> and then on Instagram at Fresh is the Word Podcast. And on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fresh is the Podcast. All right, let's get on to the interview with V Styles. All right, we're here with a familiar voice of the Fresh of the Word podcast. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Hip-hop artist from Detroit, boxing, wrestling, and MMA aficionado, and yep. proud Marine, <laughs> V-Styles. What's good, brother? What's good, Kelly? How you doing, man? Dude, I'm great, man. It's great to have you back on the podcast. Indeed. Long time no hear from, but I'm back. Yeah. And you got a new album out now called Thornton Mellon. Thornton Mellon. Yes, like, sir. I just dive right into it, man. Like, what what was your, your thoughts going into making this album? Um, You know, being on the Detroit hip-hop scene for, you know, a while now, you know, I've seen... A lot of people come and a lot of people go. Um, being a senior, you know, uh, at the sport here, um, I know I'm still dope. And I know I'm still in the game, um, at least in my eyes. But you got a lot of young dudes that, you know, they don't want to even give, you know, uh, I'm not. I don't want to say necessarily the elders, but the the, the you know the cast has been around. It's like they want us to just roll over. Like, no, nah, stop doing this. I, and I think that's corny, man. You know, hip hop has, uh, you know, and it's the only genre that 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 does this. When you get a certain age, you're not, you know, supposed to be rocking. You know, it's like you see the Rolling Stones and. You see, you know, uh, the Grateful Dead and all these other people out here still rocking and and and, and doing better shows than the, than the younger dudes, but they still rocking. But when it comes to hip hop, it's like, oh no, you're not supposed to be doing that. So at least with me, you know, it's fuck out of here. You know, until you know, I can process things and. I don't know when it's time for me not to, you know, do certain things, but that time ain't right now, you know. So as far as the concept of of Thornton Mellon, um, you know, the movie was about a, a, a you know, it's called Back to School. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield played this dude called Thornton Mellon, and he was a high school dropout, but he managed to build a big and tall fat clothing service which made him a millionaire and his son was having problems in college so he decided to try to motivate his kid by going back to school and in the movie uh one of the guys called him the oldest living freshman so i feel like i'm the oldest living freshman <laughs> you know um but if you remember the movie Thornton Mellon was not only the oldest freshman, but he was the, the livest student in the school. So how I look at it is, you know, yep, I'm older, but I'm doping you and my music will speak for my my music will speak for itself. So, you know, I'm gonna continue to make dope music and the 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 crowd has been super receptive. So 
you know, I, I'm just going to keep doing me, you know. Um, I'm happy, uh, you know, about the response that I've heard from, you know, Thornton Mellon, you know, it, you know, when you, when you creating a project, man, you just don't know. And I, I took a minute to make sure that, you know, every song w was powerful on, on, on its, on its own level and, and it held its own, you know, cause you only get one chance, man. And, you know, I, you know, being an older dude, you know, just imagine people being like, man, this whack. Nobody won't, may not want to hear from me again. And now, you know, it's like people, like, what's next? And right. I love Ad Asalaam even. That's my baby. But with this record, you know, especially when people talk about the sophomore jinx, you know, I think I did okay. You did all right. Yeah, did I, I think I did all right. <laughs> I think um, before we were rolling, you were kind of you wanted to start. We were talking, and I think you wanted to go into sort of like this creative high you were talking about um, with your music. Can kind of speak about your creativity? Um, in what regards? I don't know. I felt like you were about to go into it. Like you're in this, you're you're in this creative space these days. You, you kind I of mean, I am, man. <laughs> look, look. I'm I am the happiest I've ever been as far as like I've never been one of these. You know, I, you'll never hear me. I'm not a me, 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 or I told you so or anything like that. I just like what I like, and you know, everybody not. Go feel me. I do what I do. <laughs> if you think of fucking hating, think of fuck you too. <laughs> Ozone. Um, I, I, I'm just, uh, from a creative perspective, I'm super happy. I'm open to doing different things. You know, I, I sang on this record. I did, hey, my young. Um, I sang on this record. I, I got melodic on different records. Um, I got an LL Cool J like type record. Um, these are all records that I've never had before, and but they felt good doing them. Right, right. And, and you know, um, what kind of what kind of like brought you to this place where you could sort of be a little bit more freer on this record and experiment. Not being scared, not being scared. Um, when I when I did roulette, um, Jr. hit me up. You know, me and Jr. been working together for a little bit. You know, he produced um, Orlando on um, at Islam even. We got a couple joints together, um, but he hit me up, and we're going to be doing a project together and you know it's going to be a little abstract you go see a different side of, of me um, working with jr but jr called me he had this you know track he already had wrote the hook and uh he said v i, I want you to the name of the song is roulette and it's basically about betting on yourself so i'm like okay well you know Give me a minute and let me sit with it, and then I'll, you know, come up with something. I wrote my rhyme and then I spit it all in rhyme form, like da 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 da, you know, just 
rapper. So when he heard it, he was like, he's like, yeah, I like the lyrics, man, but I kind of want something different. And I was like, well, what what you want? He was like, man, he said, man, you be on that Neil Diamond shit, man. <laughs> give me, give me, give me some melodic, like, give me a little. So, you know, he coached me a little. And as an artist, like, you got to be egoless when, when, you know, you can't have no ego when you're working with producers. You know, you got people right. that make beats, but then you got, Producers, yeah, yeah. This dude is—he's a, a producer, and he's the one that was like, for the first nine bars, I want you to be—I want you to be, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of sing a little bit. He said, and then after the ninth bar, just go back into rhyme form, right? And it—it it just worked out, man. And I sat on that record. I didn't even know if I was gonna put that record on the album. And then in the ninth inning, Jeff was like, yo, V, um, what you going to do with that song, Roulette? I was like, you think I should put it on the album? He was like, fuck yeah, you should put it on the album. <laughs> I mean, and it's because, like, you got so much stuff, you want to make sure everything fits and it, you know, because I always can make another one. But Jeff was, you know, he was adamant, like, dude, that's on the album. So then I hit Gov up. I was like, dog, what you think about that record roulette that I got? He was like, that's on the album, ain't it? I said, well, I'm just contemplating. He was like, dog, that's a single. You put that on the album. So, and I don't make records in a, for the, you know, intention for them to be singles. I make records, you know, in regards to how it makes me feel. Right, right, right. And if it turns out to be that way, then that's even dope. Cool, you know, man. that's even dope, more doper. So, you know, I'm glad I put the record on there because my daughter's favorite song. Um, <laughs> you know, she she loves roulette and she likes mom and pops. Mom nice. and pops is my favorite record on the album. Now that you're already, you know, talking about roulette, let's let's break down all the songs on the record and talk a little bit about each of them. Okay. Uh, let's start with uh with Ozone. You know, what's mm. the story behind that? Um, when I heard the beat, um, I was going through Knott's Instagram, and I heard a joint. I was like, dog, you got to do. I need that. So he wound up getting me the record, and, you know, I'm a fan of, like, in my music, you can hear if you listen closely enough, you could tell who I've listened to a lot. That's like my Busta Rhymes record, <laughs> you know. Um, animated, uh, you know, uh, kind of woo-highish, <laughs> you know, in my right. own type of way. Um, but I knew opening the album that I needed to have a record that was going to kind of like, grab people's attention, you know. Right. Um, it's my son's favorite record. Um, I was online today, and uh, my line manager, I walked in, and she was like, yo, oh. She was like, I'm in my, in my motherfucking zone. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, and it freaked me out. I was like, wow. I said, I said so you listen. She was, 
She was like, I listened to it on, you know, on my way to work this morning. She said, I couldn't wait to see you. Right. It right. was the, it, you know, since last week, don't, my days have been like that. You know, right. um, there's always something positive, great feedback. But Ozone is kind of like, you know, you remember when Buster put put on Everybody Rise? Right. You know, it that that's my... That's my attention grabber. I'm grabbing your attention right now because I want you to stay with me. Yeah. So that's what ozone is kind. Of. And you know, I'm in my zone. Oh, Orlando, Orlando zone. That's ozone. You know. You know. Shout out to my man OC too, man, because I contemplated not even doing ozone because he did the ozone and I love that record. Oh yeah, yeah. Love when I say I love that record. So I thought I thought about changing the name and all that, but you know, it's Orlando zone, but just O for short. Ozone. Right, right, right. You know, shout out to him. Now talk about uh, memoirs of a daywalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny name. Look, there's a funny name, and, <laughs> and we know why. Look, look, you 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 kind of know that a little bit. You know the story. Um, everybody know I rock with my man King Mo. Um, that's my my brother. Um, he's light heavyweight, heavyweight, um, money weight in, in Bellator MMA. And uh, since the first day I met him, you know, we become friends, man. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I've been a daywalker. Like literally, he's always called me that. And <laughs> we joke all day and you know, it was one of them things was where, you know, I say, you know what? I'm gonna write a song about just my everyday issues, you know, of things that I'm going through, went through or maybe trying to give a little knowledge here and there. And I'm a day walker, so it's just a story ab about everyday struggles and triumphs and just things that you go through. So I'm a day walker, so I'm just giving you, you know, a, a little bit of me. Word. You know, for real. And... I call it that because you know that's what my man King Mo calls me. That's why that's why he he opens up the record, <laughs> right? You know, they it's always some light skin shit. Fuck you, Mo. <laughs> I uh, talk about Detropolis. Mm. Yo, so um, I've known Pete Rock for a minute now, and had a show with him in, in Slum Village. And um, uh, it was in Pontiac. What's what the Crowfoot? Yeah, Crowfoot. Um, and like the first, I met him before, but like when I met him this time, it was like he knew who I was, and automatically that freaked me out because it's Pete Rock. Right, right, right. You know, and he like, man, I got your album, and you know, we talking, and I said, man, well, we need to work, man. It took a minute. Um, but I flew out to New York. I booked some time at DITC Studios, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no clue on what I was going to do. It just was a moment for me. Right. How do, how is that? Like, um, oh, man. DITC, of, oh, DITC Studios, of, man. 
easily one of the greatest experience from a from an artist, from a hip hop perspective, from a story, something that I can think about and you know yeah, there's a picture just, up here. Smile <laughs> about you know what I'm saying. Um, very dope, man. Um, I, I flew in, got an Airbnb, um, chilled out there overnight, and the next morning, me and OC hooked up, and we went to eat. You know, he took me by his crib. Like he made, like old old made sure that. For that whole day, that whatever I needed, I had, word, and word. it was just some of the realest, you know, it was some friendship, and, and you know, we wound up going to DITC Studios later on the night. Uh, that night, Pete showed up. I go upstairs. As soon as I walk in, I'm looking, and I'm automatically in awe. Like, you know, this is the shit I've seen on the internet. And, <laughs> You know, so then who walks out uh, out of the room? Showbiz. Ooh. And I'm looking at showbiz like, this motherfucking showbiz. Right, right, right. And this is showbiz. This is, I'm looking at all the plaques on the wall, man. I'm looking, Jay-Z plaques. I mean, I'm talking about like, it's plaques galore. And I'm in heaven. And I still didn't know what I was gonna do. <laughs> I knew what beat I had, right? Um, but I didn't know exactly what I was gonna do. So they started tracking the beat out. Um, I had already had a verse wrote. The first verse, uh, no, the the second verse, the second verse was wrote. You know, but I knew I, I dedicated. You know. T- to this, you know, for Detroit. Um when he did the breakdown for the for the first part of the song, that's when I start, you know, coming up with the first couple of bars for, you know, it's real when I ride little homie, you know, and it just flowed, man. It just like from a creative perspective from an artist perspective um to be in the room with there's like a certain energy dude it's one of the i've been look i'm blessed i've been in a lab with some dope people man um me and bumpy we got an ep that we did a couple years ago we go update it but you know me and him spent the whole night in the studio and I was giving him some dope shit in my eyes, and he was like, "Nah, I don't like that V." So just, <laughs> Im- so just imagine, you know, you not being prepared. Like as your your duty as an MC is to always be prepared, and you better have the ability to be on site. And you know, if you need a verse, that's your job to. That's your job to give that verse. And you have to do that um, if you love this craft, man. So that happened in New York. The weird thing is I just didn't think that I would go all the way to New York to write a song about Detroit. (laughs) 
That's crazy. But um, after the end of the record, the only thing that was missing, I was like, yo, Pete, I ain't come all out all the way out here for you not to give me no ad-libs. I said, I need all that on my record. <laughs> I said, everything that I said, I, I need, I need the woo, I need all that. So he went in and he did his part and that's how the Tropolis was, man. And, and look, and after we recorded it and got it kind of like dummied out a little bit to to where it sound good, leveled out for just just to drive around, man. We listened to that joint about fifteen times while we was drinking Hennessy and doing some other things. <laughs> and it was just a. I didn't sleep that entire night. You know, Pete wanted to at two o'clock. He wanted to go celebrate and go eat some seafood. And I'm always game for seafood. But I was like, dog, I can't leave, man. My flight leave at six. And I know by the time we finish, you know, I gotta do, I gotta go back to the spot, grab my stuff. I was like, man, we we gonna have to catch up, man. <laughs> but, you know, that's, you know, yeah, Pete, Pete a good dude, man. Um, he treated me like a brother, you know. So, you know, uh, I, I still, um, I cherish that day. That's why that I blew that big ass pitch up and, and and put it on my wall. So you know, yeah, that's like all all these pictures they mean something, right? You know right. What I'm saying? So uh, that's specifically why that's that one is in the middle because you see me cheesing up there. <laughs> Well, I, 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 I mean, that's my cheese. But that's your cheese. That's yeah. like that's like a black that's dynamite exactly, cheese. <laughs> exactly. Smile. I am smiling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the inside. On the inside, I'm smiling. But yeah, that super, super dope moment, man. Uh, I always cherish that. All right, uh, talk about consistent. You know what? Now, that's a that's a joint that. I've been sitting on that beat. Like, I got a zillion Moss beats. Like, Moss send me files all the time, man. So I can always go and and, and open up a folder and, and, and grab some Moss joints. Uh, that's my guy, man. He, In fact, we're going to do a project. I, I promise, we're going to talk about this later, but in 2019, I'm going to be a little bit more active. Um, But that's a beat that I always liked. And I was trying to figure out what I'm going to do to this record. And then one day I was listening to it. I was like, this shit kind of sexy. I can, <laughs> you know, I could talk to a woman, you know, where's, on, where's. On, on this record. But I couldn't, it couldn't just be a typical, you know, rap song about a chick, man. I had different experiences throughout my life with, you know, different women that, you know, um, you can sit and write about and, you know, to say, hey, you know, I was a young cat when I was doing this. And, right. you know, now I'm better. Right, right, you right. Know? And the weird thing is, you know, I wrote my verses and I had my man Dion from the group Seven Mile um, I knew I wanted somebody to dope, somebody that was real dope to sing on it. And I got him to come to the lab and 
you know, he, he had the track for a minute, but, you know, he didn't write a hook for us. So once again in the ninth inning, I'm sitting here listening. I wrote all of that. Like literally wrote I wrote that hook. Dope. And once I you know, once I wrote it and I was like, dude, I need you to do this and this is how I want you to harmonize it. And then when he went in, he nailed it. Word, word. When I say he nailed it, I mean he knocked it out the park. So for me, um, you know, I, I wrote a hook on my last album, um, the last one's out record. Right. The the female, um, that's his sister, Chrissy. Um, that whole family like is singers. That's um Chrissy is uh you know, her and Gov used to be in a relationship. They got kids together, man. So, you know, I know the whole family. And Dion is just, man. But when I listened to that, I said, wow, that's a, you know, that's a, for me, it's such the opposite of the stuff that I would normally do. And I was hoping that, you know, I'm like, I got to get people something different, you know. Uh, and then I know women would love this record. Right, right, right. You know, it's, it's a sexy joint. And then when I let Moss hear it, he was like, man, you know how to pick shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Right, that. right. That's a, that's a part of it, man. That's Hell it. Yeah. So that's how consistent happened. Um, like, yeah, I can fucking write an R&B record. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's my, that's my LL Cool J record, man, for real. <laughs> Love that shit. All right, talk about Phenomenon. Oh, man, look. Look, look, this is how this record happened. Okay, um, one of the worst days of my life was when my grandmother, you know, she had went to the hospital and almost died. And I, it was a bad fucking, just a bad day. Um, MOP was coming to town at Club Blue. And I met them a, a couple years back at... Um, the collection party uh, with Bumpy Knuckles and DJ Premier. They had an album release party. And you know, I was on stage with them when they was rocking out uh, My Type of Nigga with Heather B and, 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 and Annie Up. Like, it was just one of them affairs. And, you know, we talked there. And when they came to the D, Bump had told them, like, look, when y'all go to the D, make sure y'all go, you know, link up with my man V. So when I got there... And I was, man, I was, I was drunk as fuck, dude. I'm talking about, it was just a bad day. I'm talking Word. about, I had a couple pints in Hennessy. I don't miss Hennessy at all no more, man. I'm <laughs> glad I changed my, my diet and all that. But um, got there, and I got there early. They weren't there, so I left and came back. And they took me upstairs, and, you know, um, I went from drinking Hennessy to, they had a big ass bottle of Patron and Fane poured a whole bunch of Patron in my cup. So Ooh. I already was fucked up with the Henny. <laughs> I took a whole bunch of shit from, you know, because I didn't care at that moment, you know. Right. And we just chopping it up and I, I brought them some music and, you know, I gave them that, my Ad Oz Slum Eve album. 
and we was on stage. I I can remember this is how fucked up I was. I, I was on stage with them and I was so drunk. I forget what song they was rocking. But I just walked out and I walked all the way home, left my car where it was parked. I lived downtown at the time, so I left my car where it was parked and I walked home and I woke up in the morning because I had to go to work and I ran outside looking for my car thinking that it was stolen. <laughs> and then I had to remember like, damn, that's where my ride is at, man. So needless to say, I was late for work. Uh, yeah, that was a fucked up day. But um, I remember having a good time with them and Billy had told me, he was like, man, we go listen to this when we on the road. About two weeks that went bad past, I got a text from Billy, like, yo, that shit is dope, man. Word, word. He was like, man, we go right. He said, we gonna be home in about a week. Um, send us something. So I, I hit knots up. I was like, yo, I'm about to do a joint with MOP. Send me some music. So not send me a couple records. And I was like, nah, dog. I was like, I love you. I was like, and everything you sent me was dope. But I need my wolves. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I said, I don't want wolves, but I want my wolves. And right. He was, and he was like, bet. And that's when he sent that record. So when I heard it, I was like, that's exactly what the fuck I want to say. Because, of course, Knotts has, d makes like 900 beats a day. So Knotts course. got files from <laughs> 19 fucking 99 <laughs> all the way into 2018. I'm talking about he got files and files. <laughs> him so, and, he, 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 yeah, him and Della, man, they, was, they some different dudes, man. Right, right. He got a whole bunch of shit, man, but he sent me that, and automatically I was salivating because... Uh, MOP, as a person that love hip hop music, man, I listen to Slum, a lot of Dilla, Dilla Slum, same to me, that same family, um, Buster, Leaders of the New School, um, MOP, Bumpy Knuckles. Um, Red Man, like that's my everyday fucking soundtrack. Right, right. For everything. Um, so automatically you should know I know all their songs, I know all their records, like they're my fucking records. So to have a record or potentially have a record with them, it's like, I can't fuck this up. <laughs> right. I can't fuck this up, man. So um, I wrote a couple verses. And then the last verse that you hear is what you hear the, the, the at the start of the record. And when I listened to it over and over, I was like, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I, I wrote the hook. Um, and I sent Fame and Billy that shit at the same time, and 
I think uh, it may have took them a week or so, but they sent me their verses back, and then Fame added on to the hook without me even asking for it. Word. And I was like, damn, man, so I'm just going to mess our voices together so when you hear the hook, you'll hear him, you'll get back, <laughs> you know? So for me to fucking have not only a record produced by Grammy Award winning, you know, you talk about goats, when you talk about producers, if you're not naming knots in, in your, on your list, then something is wrong with your list. Knots is, uh, I don't think he's human. He He's a different dude, man, super dope, man. But <laughs> not only to have a record by that guy, but to have M.O.P. on the record, knowing that they had a relationship with this dude from, like, this is my wolves. Right. So to have a record of this magnitude, I already knew. And then, like, when I got their verses back, first thing I said was, I can hear this shit on their album. Right, right, right. So what confirmed that for me was when I went to, um, yeah, I know we go get to this record eventually, but when I went to go re, uh, see Apollo Brown for Mom and Pops, we were playing albums for each other. He was playing me the Joel Ortiz album that he created, yeah. and I was great playing, album. Yeah, and we look, and we were ping ponging off yeah. each other, boom, 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 and it wasn't no, wasn't no let off. <laughs> um, and and this is before both of our jo joints dropped. So I think he had a couple singles out, the joint with Royce and another yeah. song, but the album wasn't out. So to be sharing my work with him, and then we get to the MLP record, and he says, see, that's some shit I hear on their album. Yeah. And I said, deja fucking vu. That's what I thought. <laughs> you know, deja vu. So, yeah, um, those are my guys, man. Um, again, I'm super blessed, man, to have some super friends. Hell yeah. And it don't even be about music, man. Music's the easy part. It's, it's about people want to be around dope energy. You don't want to be around no, you know, no motherfucker that's just going to bring you down, man. You want to be around people that's going to help you grow, man. Just keep that in mind when you fucking with people. Yeah, that's the underlying story about why I want to go track for track oh, on this indeed. album is that there's that underlying story where it's like the music is the easiest yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? that and, ain't shit. And that's, yeah. the, that's the, the lesson that's learned yeah. by, you know, talking about each one of these tracks mm -hmm. is that there's a lot of people out there that don't understand that, you know, and when the, the, record, when the record deals go away, the investors go away, can you still make that same music that you were making? I can, look, People ask me, that's like one of the big questions. Like, man, how are you doing that from, remember you're, well, you don't know what I am, first off. Right, um, right. Um, it happened, it's not going to happen for everybody. It works for me. Um, my shit is authentic. Ain't no angles. Uh, you know, 
when people call me asking me how's my family and you know we talk about everything but music yeah yeah that's when it's fucking real and i can say that it don't be about the music until it's time to do something you know right and they can call and be like yo man can you you know uh man i need this for this okay cool crook is a crook is a, a, a super example um Every time I, I've hit him up, he'll say, man, when you need it back? If I say, man, get it to me in about two weeks, he'll make sure I have it on the day that it's supposed to be turned in. Yeah. That's real shit. You can't buy shit like that. Bumper's the same way. Bumper bumper gets something, and he'll send it right back to you. Right, you Because know, right. he be geeked, you know. And then, like, that's something that we laugh about, and we just we keep it moving because it ain't just the music. Right, you know, uh, and even last week when you know we were all at uh, Aztec and Falmouth's rock release party, oh, Lion yeah. King, and fucking I walked a, back and Apollo. It, I walk back and there's like and just a whole group of like the who's who of like Detroit hip hop arguing about boxing. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're just because like, <laughs> it don't look don't 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 look look me and Ty. Shout out to Ty Ferris, man. That's my guy. Like Ty Ferris is there. Finale, Apollo Finale, Brown. Apollo Brown, Fat Father. Fat Father uh, uh yeah, it was it was you know, and but see that's how it always be though. Right. It don't be about the music. You know, I mean, yeah, we feel how we feel about our stuff, but we're supposed to feel that way, man. But we've been around each other too long to be on some old front and stuff man like i ain't never been that person anyway man i don't i don't like that type stuff man it turns me the fuck off i'll move to the left in a heartbeat right For real i i care about the energy um fat father one of my favorite persons um not only is he a dope mc he's a hell of a dad you know? yeah the father in his name fat father it's, is real it's the realest thing <laughs> on the planet so I care about the character of the people that I'm around, man. That means so much. Right, right. Let's talk about the next joint, um, Oalis. Mm. Mm. Okay. Now, how Oalis happened was uh, my father was like, you know, uh, you know, you V style, you know, why you ain't never use your your name, your name is Orlando Ellis VC. You know you. So I was like, yeah, I never thought about that. He was like, you know, like O Ellis. You know, oh, you know that would be cool, O Ellis. I was like, oh Ellis. I was like, that's dope, Dad. Right. That's dope. And then I was talking to Bump one day, and I was like, I said, man, I'm thinking about switching. I said I'm always gonna be V Styles, man. But I'm, I'm thinking about switching, using another moniker. I ain't never did this before. He said, well, "What?" I was like, "Man, my dad called me O Ellis." He said, "Well, what's that?" I was like, "Man, my name is Orlando Ellis Vici." And he was like, "Dog, that's dope." And it came from your dad. Right. He was like, "You can talk about that." Yeah, yeah. So that's how O Ellis was birthed. So. The first record that I recorded with Knots um, was O. Ellis. So it was more like an introduction of, of me. Um, I just wanted to talk shit a little bit on the record 
and, <laughs> and say I'm O Ellis. Right, right. No more, no less, man. O over some dope ass notch production. Right, know? right. So that's what that was all about. Uh, simplistic, you know. At least in my eyes. I mean, I like I like my bars, but you know, it was nothing over the top. Uh, it was just O Ellis. You know, so many layers of V. Right, you right. You know, it's a lot of layers, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a little record about myself, man. A little braggadocious record, you know, nothing special. Right. We already talked about roulette, so let's get on to uh, respect. Oh, man, look. So, um, I've been working with Gov since 99, 98, 99, something like that. Um, and... I'll say this again. Um, I don't really care who you are, um, whether it's from the city, whether it's out of state, different country, whatever. If there's one person that I can call that know my, like, know what I want when I say it, like, right. I don't have to tell Gov what kind of tracks to make me. Because he know, he know what makes me like. I got this shit that that I call the cringe face when you like when you hear beat and you like. Oh yeah, we all know that. You know, <laughs> Gov know the type of beats that's gonna make my face do that, and when my face do that, <laughs> I want it. You know, so I was like, dog, I'm about to work on um, Thornton Mellon, man. I, I need a record. And this was around the time that Bump and Crooked Eye was here to uh, shoot the video for uh, Rough, Rugged, and Raw. So you're talking 2015, 14, right, right. something like that. And he, uh, you know, he was like, V, I got this record for you, man. And I said, well, play it. He said, I can't play it over the phone. My internet messed up. He said, you got to come over here. So... I drove from downtown all the way to the west side, and he he had play, and I heard that dun 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 dun. dun. I was like, I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, and I said, wow. I didn't know what I was gonna do with the record as far as writing to it, what I was gonna say. But I just wanted to sit with it, and I sat with it for a while because I can remember being in the car at the video shoot, and I'm listening to beats, and Crook heard it, and he was like, dog, I want that. And I was like, no, nah, that's mine. <laughs> that's mine. He said, and we laughed about it. I was like, you can get on it. You know, you can get on it. You can get on it. Yeah, but it didn't, you know, I never hit him with that because... I had something else in store for me. Right, right. Um, so I come up with my verse, and I was like, that shit hard. So I've always been a fan of, of Sky Zoo. Uh, I, I love listening to people that, you know, people may not be aware of, just like you. Right. And then when people get up on them, you're like, man, then you need to catch up. You're four albums behind. <laughs> right. You know, and that's how I am with Sky Zoo. Um, he has a phenomenal catalog, in my opinion. He's worked with a lot of great... He's like me. You know, you work with a lot of dudes, man, but, you know, 
he get his props, but people don't give him the props that I feel like he deserves. Right, right, right. Definitely. Um, Sky is one of the coldest, so I only want to be around people that when I hear them, I know they're great. And, you know, I hit him up. I was like, dude, you know, can we link? Can we da-da-da-da-da? So we wind up chat, chatting it, chatting it up, and you know I sent him a record, and he liked the record, and he sent me a verse back, and that was the beginning of our relationship. And you know I talked to him the day earlier. I was like, dog, you you hit Al? He was like, man, send me a link. So I was like, man, I send you a we, we transfer. I mean, you ain't gotta. He's like, no, send me the Apple link. So I was like, okay, well, you bad or streaming, it don't make a difference, but I want you to hear it. So he going to give me some feedback on it. But uh, that's my guy. He's turning, you know, he's he's turning one of my brothers, man. Right, right. You know, and, and that's the dope part about when you create stuff, man, it could possibly open other avenues up, man. You know, um, I'm I'm... I care about the energy. If the energy ain't right, why should I work with you? Right, right. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of dope people with bold ass energy. I don't need that. Nah, nah. You know, nah. Give, give, give me the dope person that you know you wouldn't even think that they was a rhymer. Yeah. You know, like I don't tell people I rap. Right. When they find out about it, they pleasantly surprised, but I'll be like, man, I. Because most because most motherfuckers is doing that, they ain't really doing shit. Right, right. So when you find out and you like, man, why you didn't I was like, Because this is how I wanted it. Look at this motherfucker. <laughs> Cat just chilling. Yeah. Um but yeah, that that's that's what that was all about, man. So, you know, um shout out to Sky Zoo, he's on tour right now. Um Dope MC. Uh, you know, he, I think the last project he put out was the Apollo Brown joint. Before then, was the Pedalist theme. Um, like he got records, man. Yeah, he does music, got records. Music for my friends, like music for my friends, is probably my my fa- favorite uh, Sky Zoo project. But he has a lot of dope stuff. Um, shout out to Brooklyn, um, but super dope MC. Let's talk about Triple Lindy. Mm, okay. <laughs> that record. Yeah. Okay. Um, Moss, you know, I told Moss what I wanted to do uh, when I went to go, um, when I went to go see him in Toronto. And he sent me, you know, three different records. So I'm like, dog. You know, I said, I asked the record, you know, I, I, you know, I told you what my concept was. He was like, oh, um, they're all sampled from the same record. You know, I just flipped it three different ways. Word. So I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he was like, yeah. So I listened to all of them. I ain't gonna front. I listened to all of them. And the one on more made my face like, Gave me the cringe face, like I was like, "This is mine." And then I was like, "I listened to the other two, 
I, I didn't know if I was going to, if it was going to be a solo record initially or if it was going to be, you know, a record where I got some dope people on there. And it turned out to be the latter because I, I reached out to Catchphrase who, you know, stopped rhyming and he should have never stopped rhyming because he's one of the dopest dudes right, right. from here. Um, but I always wanted to work with him and we cool because of wrestling. Wrestling. Because of, you know, other interests right. that don't have shit to do with music. Right, yeah, right. Music is the easy part. Uh, so I hit him up like, dude, man, um, I would love for you to, you know, get on this record called The Triple Indy. I said, it's one of the more important records for, for my project. I said, man, initially I didn't even think about doing a Triple Indy record, but I had so many people ask me if I was going to do this record. I <laughs> felt like I was kind of obligated right. to do the record. So yeah, if you're going to do a, an album called Thornton Mellon, you have to have you something called. Yeah, <laughs> made sense. So. Um, he did it and he met me at the studio and the, the, the thing was for me, I didn't want nobody to hear nobody's parts right. until, until it was ready. Yeah. So Catch did his part and it, he was like, Ooh, you know, so I didn't do my part in front of him. Right. But when I listened to his verse, I said, he has to go first. Because he sounds so hungry. Right. Like he ain't been on the mic in a minute. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what I was going to do, what I was going to. I have the super utmost respect for Finale. Um, you know, I would never say, man, go for Like, Finale is, he is who he is. Um, I asked him, you know, to, to rock with me and. Our energy, you know, that was long overdue because we had been talking years about doing something together, man. But right. I gotten to know him outside the music, which made the shit easy. You right. Know? Me and him used to be roommates a long time ago. So, yeah, I, I already know. Super good dude. Um, so he sent me his verse, but he hadn't heard what Cat's done. Yeah. Because I send them their records individually so nobody would know. Right. So, <laughs> after I did my verse, um, I put everything together and I had them both come over to the studio and they all heard it like together. Yeah. One of the dopest fellas. Right, right. One, one, one of the dopest, because it's like, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, and I, um, I was happy with it because it came out doper than even I could have imagined. Right, you right. Know? Um, I went last because I like my verse. I, I just want to talk a little shit. <laughs> you know. Um, then I, I felt like the whole dive team thing, that was kind of like cool because it's, you know, shouting out, you know, the other side, you know, Mo. Right. Um, yeah, man, I'm glad I did that record. I'm glad that real fans and friends was on my head about doing that record because I don't think without that, I may, it could have been something different. Right. You know. 
For real. I just talk about Return of the Kraken. Word. Okay. Word. So, with Return of the Kraken, I wanted, you know, I don't know if people are familiar with my catalog, but I put out a record and a video called Clash of the Titans with Royster 5'9", Elzai, rapper Big Pooh, and Fat Cat, um, produced by my man Moss, probably around 2009, 2010. Um, I always wondered, you know, another question that I get from people um, that I don't like, but, I mean, not, not like, that I don't know, um, it'd be just the weirdest shit, like, are you going to do a Clash of the Titans part two? I don't know, man. You know, people thought that big of the record to where they would ask me for another one. So, um, when it was time to, you know, in my mind, like, man, I'm a, I didn't know how, I didn't know what I was gonna do or right. who what I was gonna get, but I said, man, I'm gonna do a Clash of Titans Part Two. I'm gonna call it Return of the Kraken. So I put it in the air. So when I got the beat from Moss, I'm like. Okay, who am I going to get first? I didn't really know Coogee rap like that. But um, DJ Butter put me in contact with him, and we got real cool. And, you know, I talked to him. You know, we talked on the phone, like, even before we start, you know, the music. And I can remember initially... He sent me a bad file, and he was like, baby boy, I got you, man. I know this is important. And, you know, he was the first dude to send me his verse back because the order go, like, the reason the order is the way that it is is because who sent me their verses? Right. First, second, third, fourth. Um, I didn't even know that I was going to go last or if I even deserved to go last just on, on the magnitude of the people that was on the record. Like, how do I how do I go last with these dudes? But then I had to sit and think. It's your record. It's my fucking record. <laughs> it's your record. And that ain't no knock to them, but I think I'm pretty dope too. I know I'm not them. You know, and all praise is due to them. I'm, they're they're par part of who I am. But I don't know if this is the last record I ever make. So, <laughs> right, right. for real, because you, you can't take life for granted. So, if it is, I'm going to see what it feel like to be last on the record with these cats. Right. You know, so that's how that worked out. Um, with, with, with OC, it was like... Yo, oh, um, I'm, you know, I'm about to do Class of the Titans Part Two. I call it Return of the Kraken. I need a verse. Send me the track, B. You know, I knew that was coming because it's never not come when you know I, I talked to Oh, um, with Master Ace. It, it took a minute. You know, um, he communicates a little different, but super cool dude. Um, right. I can't say nothing bad about, like, I'm already a fan, and I'm always in awe of people that I revere. Um, certain certain people become a part of you. Yeah. And that's just how it is. You feel like you know them because of the music. 
and Ace is definitely a part of, you know, he a part of my uh, 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 my makeup. So why wouldn't I want Master Ace on the record? Hell yeah, hell yeah. And then with Crook, it was like, Crook, I know you wanted to be on this other joint, man, but I got a record with me, you, Master Ace, OC, and Cool G Rap. He's like, when you need it back? <laughs> I was like, a week or two. He's like, I have it back to you in two weeks. On the fourteenth day, Saturday <laughs> morning, about six, about six oh four, Saturday morning, I woke up. My email went off. Crooked eyes, bro. Him and Master Ace send their verses on the same day, like an hour apart. <laughs> True story. And that's how Return of the Kraken was made. And I don't know how I pulled that shit off. Right. Incredible like record, I, though. Just like I don't know how I pulled off Clash of the Titans. I, 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 just think, I just think good energy bring other good energy, and things happen the way that they were supposed to happen. Now on to the final record of the album, Mom and Pops. Mm-hmm. That record is, is, like, for me, um, I didn't even... I was done recording until Apollo Brown called me. And, um, you know, we were talking about a few things, and I, I told him, I said, man, I, you know, just just saying it just to see what would happen. It's like, man, you didn't give me nothing, you know, for this record. He was like, man, come on to the crib. So I went over to the crib, and like a Apollo is a dope dude, man. He, you know, he got his niche and it worked for him. Oh, definitely. You know, um, people can say whatever they want. He found his niche. I'm happy for him. Um, you know, everybody don't get that opportunity to do what he's doing. So, um, I'm happy for him. But he says, um, he said, I want you to hear this, man. I, yeah, this is for you right here. So man, he cut that he cut that that track on, and immediately I was like, "Dog, I'm writing this song about my mother and father." Right. I was like, "It's an emotional type joint," and I'm listening. I say, "Yeah, I'm writing this joint about my mother and father." So I left out, and. I had the track, and I was like, wow, this is going to be dope. So, you know, I had to sit back and think what I was going to say about my mom and my dad. And the rule of thumb today is, is you know, you, you, you write two verses, you know, instead of three. I'm okay with that because it just made sense. You know, uh, it's in and out. But it's my favorite record because that because they're on the record and they didn't know that I was recording them. <laughs> um, it, it just it's just a, like you. What did they What did they say when they when they heard it? One of the best moments for me ever. Like especially like I let them hear it individually and let them hear it together. Right. Right. Um. That was the day we had the, the exhibit 
the Denmark Vesey exhibit down at the African American Museum. And I played it in, in my dad's uh, truck, you know, and to see the look on his face, like he was just, like the proud look, like, and my dad is like a real fan, so right, right. You know, you can't you can't pull nothing over him. My mom, my mom sat back and she listened to it, and I seen her smile, and she said, "Me hear that again," and she listened to it again. I was like, "You good with it?" She was like, "Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that at all." That's okay, you know. And as far as the hook, initially I was gonna have um, a singer on there. And it's gonna be that person writing whatever they're gonna write. I got into this creative mode to where I said, man, I think I'm gonna try to sing on this record, man. <laughs> Just, yeah, I'm like, people, people know I'm not a singer, man, but I like to sing. Right, right. Um, and with it being a personal record, I just wanted to just wanted to sing for my mother and father. Why not? Yeah, yeah you know. So easily my favorite song. Um, as far as the sound bites, the sound bites. I did the sound bites just before um, I had the show at SOBs with Bumpy, and you know my dad is asking me questions about my new neighborhood. Uh, cracking jokes about, you know, me having a Michael Jackson jacket, you know, uh, when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, my mom asking me about what I'm wearing on stage and basically calling me a bitch a couple times, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's light. That's super light. Like, my mom is my mom is gutter, man. She hardcore, man. And that's just the lightweight version, man. But... I love it, man, and uh, I'm happy that people are receptive over it. And I'm actually trying to convince my mother to let me do a video for it. So I'm going to shoot a video for Roulette, and I'm trying to shoot one for uh, Mom and Pops as well. Word. Yeah, and like I said earlier, you know, the reason why I wanted to go through, like, the whole album, you know, song by song, was that, like, there was these, you know regular themes about your relationships with people you know and about that it's like the music is the easy part oh, of it all man. that it's these personal relationships you've been able to craft that's really the thread of this all album of, of both your albums yeah, you know and all yeah. your music you know yeah. is to you know for anybody who's like listening to this whether they know you or not even a fan of hip-hop whatever they do you know what sort of lesson do you feel like anybody can learn from what we've talked about that they could apply to their own lives? Be who you are. Um, most importantly, um, you don't have to fake it to make it. It ain't about money all the time. Um, I find that people want to be around things. Like, I want to be around dope things. Most artists want to be around something that's dope and it's going to help them as well. Um, but the relationship portion is the glue. I don't care who you are. 
You could be dope as fuck. If I don't feel you like that, I, I, I don't necessarily have to work with you. I'm good with that. Right. You know, um, but when you're around energy that enhances what you're going to do, that's when it turns into something else. And I, I think that's why Thornton Mellon came out like real dope because it was just real. It wasn't no, it just, it wasn't no added preservatives. It wasn't no bullshit. It was just 100%, you know, record at a time, making sure that all of this made sense. Right. And it was organic, man. Wasn't nothing. You know, that's the beauty of it, man. You know, I come from nothing. So to, so to be able to create something without nothing, you know, I don't have no million-dollar budget, but I feel like I got a million-dollar budget. Right, right. You know, so, yeah, salute to everybody that was on the album, man. Um, look forward to, I got Thornton Mellon Vinyl that's going to be coming out. It's going to be original songs on there along with a couple of the songs that's on the digital, and it's gonna be some remixes on there. So, you know, I got a Detropolis remix that, you know, I don't think people are gonna be really prepared for. Um, <laughs> Pete Rock, you know, another Pete Rock joint, um, and, and it's it's a it's a part two off of the original joint, and it, and it features my man Guilty Simpson, Fat Cat. Nolan and Ninja and uh, Book Brown, right. and, and and it's it's a super fucking record. Right. Before we get out of here, we got to talk a little MMA. Mm -hmm. You're about to uh, hit Hawaii with uh, yeah, your boy man. King Mo. Yeah, man. Going to Hawaii, uh, leaving Wednesday, leaving out on the on the twelfth. I'm gonna be there to the seventeenth. We got a fight on the fifteenth against former uh, Bellator light heavyweight champion Liam McGarry. Um, he's a he's a real cool dude, but you know, unfortunately, Liam, he got to get it. <laughs> he got to he he go get got. I like Liam, but Liam Liam go get it. Right, right. I always like to end my interviews with like the same question for everybody. Mm -hmm. and that question is, who's been somebody that's been a part of your life or career? that I should interview for this podcast that would have some good stories and, or lessons to talk about? Wow. Could be one or many people. Wow. You talking about from around here? Or, or just anywhere. Any, just anywhere? Anywhere. Bumpy. Word. Bumpy. Bumpy would, uh, he, he, you know, Sometimes, man, people paint a picture of people, and that could be that person, but it's many sides of that person. Right. And I think sometimes we get caught up in what we read about people all the time, and you don't really know, like, who they are from the surface. Right. Bump is my brother. He's one of the most talented guys I've ever been around. Um... He tell me when I'm fucking up all the time. <laughs> and you know, he tells me, he's like, V, you never get mad at me for 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 telling you how I feel, you you accept it and you know, and I'm like like, well, what I'm supposed to do, like get mad at you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we laugh about it, man, but 
you know, you and and I tell him, you know, when I feel like it's some crazy shit, man, you know, because that's what, what friends do. Right, right. I expect my friends to police me when I'm fucking up. Right. As I would do the exact same thing if I felt like they was fucking up. So, um, bumping somebody, yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna talk to bump about that, man. Y'all need to, y'all need the link. That would, that would be dope. Right. Um, before we get out of here, where can people go online to uh, follow you or get more information about your projects? Okay. Um, first and foremost, uh, you can hit me on Twitter at V Styles. That'd be forward slash V S T Y L E Z. Um, hit me on Instagram at forward slash official V Styles. Common spelling official V Styles with the V S T Y L E Z. On Instagram with the forward slash V S T Y L E Z. Not hard to find. You can find me pretty much anywhere. Uh, as far as like uh, my projects. My projects are available on all in all digital stores from iTunes to Google Play to Tidal to uh, Spotify to Pandora. If you got it, you know, you, you'll be able to find my project. And uh, I, I can guarantee you it's something that you can really get into. Word up, man. Thanks again, my brother. Yeah, indeed, man. Hey, man, it's, it's long overdue. I'm just happy to be on the mic again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So that was my interview with V Styles. Links to where you can purchase Thornton Mellon and to follow V Styles online will be in, on the show notes for this episode at freshofthepodcast.com. Now that's another show in the books. I'll be doing one more show later on this week for 2018. Then I'm going to take a little break for the rest of the year to get some things cooking in the pot for 2019. I want to thank you all for listening. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.